Good morning, Tucson. I am not Adam Kokesh, in case you were wondering. Adam is having some technical difficulties uh, out in Gardenia. We think there's some smoke interference or something else. So I am Steve Remus. I will be hosting today. Uh, luckily, we, we don't really have any guests or anything today. Uh, but we do have some good articles on decriminalization, some federal comments on marijuana law. Also, we have uh, a couple economics articles, which we will cover. Um, and then for today, uh, we do have a comment contest. Totally light, totally fun, super not serious because uh, Jim and I really have no plan for today. Uh, so I will post a, the comment contest question here in a few minutes, uh, but we'll let Jim take away the promos for now, and then uh, we'll get into uh, the news for the day. So, you know, be patient. We're, we're sort of winging it right now, <laughs> but I think it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a good day. I just want to point out, uh, as producer, I'd like to point out this, this random chance occurrence that's happening and let the audience know that we do accept applications for co-host positions. I, I don't know if you noticed, but we cycled through different co-hosts throughout the show while Adam normally does the show. And one of the perks of being a co-host is there's a possibility that you could be called upon to host the show and have a little bit of fun. If you've, if you've ever wanted to have fun with a show like that and you have like-minded uh, views, libertarian views, and, and you could make the pass the application to become a co-host, you could end up hosting adam versus demand so if you think that'd be cool you know it's worth it's worth trying to get involved and get connected uh as far as the promos go we got t.me forward slash adam versus the man that's our public group on telegram uh everybody's welcome to join that we got tons of links today for the show that uh that steve probably isn't going to get to because adam usually does uh, so many links that he's he's you know, practice that covering them. So we might not get through all the links, but you can find all the links that Adam was going to cover in t.me forward slash Adam versus the man. So if you want to check that out, you're more than welcome. Uh, you can win the comment contest today and get access to the private producers club. But if you don't feel like if you're not going to win the contest, or you don't even want to participate or you just want to buy your access, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Adam versus the man one, five, 10, or even $50 a month, the different levels you can support the show. $10 a month will get you access to the private producers club. Uh, that'll get you access to the backstage of the show every single day. There's a link to the StreamYard link. You can be a call-in guest uh, a lot easier that way. There's lots of perks to the private Patreon club, so definitely look into getting yourself connected with that. Uh, HomefrontBattleBuddies.com. It's an awesome website for a nonprofit organization designed to help veterans. Uh, these guys here are really looking to lower the... 22 number the 22 veterans that commit suicide every day we want to bring them to gardenia and show them there's better ways we're going to have uh week-long retreats focused on healing and uh beautiful conversations everything among veterans just check out homefrontbattlebuddies.com and know that any donations that you send there through the donate link are tax deductible so that's awesome uh, next, let's go to Instagram at the Garden of Freedom. These are where all the pictures and videos. Look at Adam and his wild hair. He's got a silhouette picture up. Very unique. All kinds of cool, crazy pictures and videos up at the Garden of Freedom Instagram. You can see his uh, alien wild hair from Mr. Kokesh up there. His hair is getting wild long. 
you want to check all this stuff out one more time that's instagram at the garden of freedom give it a check out check out all the videos and pictures click all the buttons it'll make you smile all day long the crypto6.com the bitcoin church that was rated up in Keene, new hampshire this is the website that you can go donate to their uh cryptocurrencies to help them with legal funds to get them out of the bullshit situation they're in uh, you can click this button to find out the address to write to Mr. Nobody, who's still locked in a cage because of those government bastards. So the Crypto6.com, visit that website, click those buttons, do what you got to do to help those guys out if you feel so inclined. And GoGreenEnergyOnline.com is the best website we send people to to learn more about solar power, micro wind power, uh, and more about zero energy homes. If you're looking for information and you're looking to do it yourself and get yourself off grid, even in the city, Get yourself to gogreenenergyonline.com. Click all the buttons, read all the shit, learn all the shit. Enjoy the show, everybody. Steve, yeah. great. Don't even worry about it. Just uh, cover what you want to cover and, and be done when you want to be done. Yeah, not even worried about it. So uh, I have an entire long list of links that we will not get through, everybody. Um, we do have one uh, environmental link. Um, it is actually about a giant eruption of a Costa Rican volcano uh, from France24.com. Um, and it does not pull up on my phone. So there was a giant volcano that erupted in Costa Rica. Um, that's just a, just a sign of, you know, typical, I think, geothermal activity. Uh, I don't think the article shows that there were any casualties, but uh, it's always interesting to watch and witness the power, the power that the earth actually has harnessed inside of it. And, uh, you know, it should, it should really uh, encourage us to, to do better and to uh, really just focus on, you know, being, being better, being better for the environment and being better for each other. Uh, Cause you never know when something like that can affect anyone elsewhere. Uh, if you know that there was a uh, collapse of a building in Miami, uh, that that was actually uh, very serious, and people ignored multiple warnings uh, from you know environmental agencies that that the building should be condemned, and you know unfortunately nobody took action, and you know they they I think they're still searching for folks three days later, so. You know, stuff like that to keep in mind in the back of your head. You never know. Uh, let's see here. So the biggest news in regards to, uh, we're going to talk about some some marijuana and some some uh, psilocybin psychod psychedelic stuff. The Clarence Thomas, uh, Supreme Court Justice, uh, made a made a statement that uh, federal laws against marijuana may no longer be necessary. So this sounds at first glance like a great like a great statement for the uh, the, the progression of, of decriminalizing and legalizing you know, marijuana and opening the path to other drug deregulation and legalization. However, uh, I would I would caution folks that the government always has an ends an ends to its reasons behind everything, right? So. Once, once the federal government and people who have been proponents against something for so long decide to start supporting it, you have to look at what the end, end goal is. What are they going to use to justify their means? So, 
you know, and absolutely that the, the laws and regulations were never necessary, just like prohibition in the 1920s. Prohibition never works. And it hampered so much research against so many alternative forms of treatment. So you really need to need to take some of what most of what the government says uh, with a grain of salt, right? So why why suddenly now the shift in, in government and in government statement and policy? Uh, let's see, maybe they want to make room in prisons for activists instead of harmless potheads. You know, <laughs> I uh, yeah, who knows? But that's that's just yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, when we're all imprisoned in the in the camps, we at least get to hang out and have a good time. Uh, so, the state of Texas passed a law to study psychedelics in the treatment of veterans. The uh, this is an interesting concept because a, a good friend of mine, her and I were talking Sunday about how unique post -trauma post traumatic stress disorder is in in veterans, and how you know there are some who can use marijuana uh, to treat some of their symptoms. Uh, some folks can. Uh, some folks don't. So it doesn't work on some folks. Um, from my personal experience, marijuana did not help me at all. So, um, you know, I'm still on a, a couple prescription medications. Um, I would love to not be on pre prescription medications. Um, so it's interesting, finally, that, that some states are looking into psychedelics. And, and my conversation with my good friend Joe on Sunday was about microdosing and um, potential benefits from studies about that but um you know it's one of those things where you know it's something i want to try and look at and the risk factor is in order to try that i have to come off uh you know prescriptions that supposedly level out my brain chemicals uh so that i am able to operate as you know an, i don't want to say a normal human being uh i guess <laughs> operate on a day-to-day -day basis without uh, my brain uh, taking control and, and making me seem erratic and crazy. Uh, so uh, one, of, one of the things we'd, we'd like to do, at least her and I, is we're going to plan a trip up to Gardenia so that we can, you know, be around some people we trust uh, when, I, when, I, when I try this. You know, you, you never know, especially with post-traumatic stress disorder, whether you're a veteran or not, is, is what things are actually going to work for you. Um, you know, the, the VA takes stabs in the dark on veterans, right? Like the first few medications they prescribed me were, like they were straight disasters. I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know how I made it through those, uh, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a very interesting concept that finally, you know, they're, they're actually starting to look into these alternative things that, that some people have been doing for decades, uh, you know, and hidden in their homes. We should we should never have made it to where the research was next to impossible to, to accomplish. Um, it's the same thing when you look at, you know, when you study the, the that most men past a certain age, their testosterone levels drop off. 
and everyone freaked out because you know well testosterone is a steroid it's a naturally occurring hormone in the male body and you know if you don't keep it regulated at a certain level you know depression and all kinds of stuff can set in so um the good news is finally uh research is is actually getting supported and studied uh whether or not i trust the government to be doing that was you know whole other whole other problem but um you know well i guess we'll deal with we'll, we'll deal with one thing at a time as it comes um at least at least uh the psychedelics are, are being approved to be studied Let's see here. Um, yeah, so we have a, a couple other. Uh, looks like San Francisco has a proposal to decriminalize psychedelics. So again, another step in the right direction. Um, you know, as, as a libertarian and as a libertarian candidate, uh, decriminalizing psychedelics and moving towards legalization is is ideal because it opens up a better ability for study and research in, into how these things actually can be beneficial so um you know that's that's sort of the one good thing that states like california and oregon are leaning towards you know now if they had better economic policy <laughs> They'd probably be doing a lot better, but um, let's see. Economics. I think I'm going through these articles too fast. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Let's see. Let me check the comments here. Mike Freeman. I can't hang my pants next to my wife's dress in the closet without her getting pregnant. Matt, that is hilarious. <laughs> Oh man, that is freaking hilarious. Um, yeah, so this is a good one. Uh, healthy disrespect for authority. Unless you just take the laws off the books, I see this as them coming up with more stuff to tax. Absolutely. They have to justify the, the means, right? So how else would they come up with a way to generate revenue than to you know, decriminalize something that they can tax. Um, you know, here in Arizona, at least in the Tucson area, I think we have an 18% tax on recreational marijuana. Yeah, 18%. That is absolutely ridiculous. Um, and that's why, you know, California had to bail out their cannabis industry. Uh, it's just not worth, you know, in order to, to be competitive in the free market, you can't tax the free market into not being competitive with the black market you helped to create through prohibition. Um, so that's, you know, uh, unfortunately that's still a, a long ways away from being resolved. So did, did it put regular weed dealers out of business? No, <laughs> it didn't. Like that's the, yeah, it's not going to, decriminalizing stuff doesn't solve you know what everyone thinks thinks is a problem right in in order to take away you know what people refer to as the, as the black market and uh it, you have to legalize these things uh legalization 
and not taxing the crap out of them would be the best way to uh, move move forward. And unfortunately, once once the government and once people see the monetary benefit behind things, you know, the, the government steps in to try to continue to exert its authority over over business and livelihoods. So spot let's discuss how California got a 75 billion surplus during a fucking total shutdown. I mean, <laughs> it's uh I'm pretty sure all of California's money is federal government money. Um, talk about climate change. You know, there's talk about how stupid Trump is. I mean, there's there's so many <laughs> there's so many things uh, you could say. Uh, I had a discussion with someone on Twitter or about Trump being a Second Amendment president and. Luckily, a lot of libertarians follow me, so they they decided to go and cite all the references as to how Donald Trump was never a pro to a president. Um, California banning travel to other states. So yeah, so California banned official government travel to other states uh, because they don't like uh, their LGBTQ uh, stances, right? So you know, freedom of movement, uh, regardless of, of people's opinions, should never be restricted. So, you know, California just continues its uh, descent into uh, a, being one of the most oppressive, if not the most oppressive state in America. Um, and I mean, I think there's, I think really between Oregon and California, they're, they're competing for that title. But yeah, so there's a rock. We're not going to have that discussion. I see your comment. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Hildebeest, yeah, well, Trump didn't. Trump didn't do a lot of things that he said. Uh, and for those of you that uh, may have voted for Joe Biden, you know, everybody always gets what they vote for. Uh, you know, if, you're, if you vote for someone who's, who's been around politicians their entire life, thinking he's not gonna be a politician when he gets into the, to the Oval Office, you know, we probably have oceanfront property in Arizona, we can tell you. Uh, and then as for Biden, all those promises that he made that, you know, that he's, he's delivered zero of them. So just, you know, you, you get what you vote for. You vote for a 50 year politician. You're going to get a 50 year politician. Uh, there's, there's no, there's no reason for him to have wanted to change at all ever. Uh, the thing that, you know, should be concerning to most people is his is his cognitive ability and his in, in his mental capacity, um, and yet no one seemed to take that into consideration. Uh, even even Trump, with his, you know, he's on the opposite end of the spectrum. He's he's super alert, super active, but Trump is a is a 
is 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 also a mental case, and he was a, uh, you know, he was always friends with all the politicians. Uh, that's that's how the big time corporate world interacts with government. Is they're all making backdoor deals uh, that aren't in our best interest, and until enough people understand that, it's going to continue to happen. So, yeah. You get the democracy you vote for. Absolutely. So let's see here. Oh, speaking of Trump, uh, let's see. Politico, Trump lawyer, Manhattan DA won't charge Donald Trump. Um, you know, I, I haven't really given any of my time or effort into any of the Donald Trump related lawsuits or the election audits. Uh, at this point, even if like there are criminal criminal acts or election fraud or anything, uh, they nothing's going to happen. It, like it, the the understanding that that the ruling class is, is going to have anything happen to them is absolutely ludicrous. They're all friends behind closed doors. Like that's, that's what a lot of the American people don't understand. Uh, if you think Joe Biden and Donald Trump weren't having like secret phone calls and text messages behind closed doors, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Trump hung out with the Clintons. He hung out with Epstein. They all, they're all in the same circle and Donald Trump did not come from outside the circle. He did not come from outside the swamp. He helped people exist and thrive inside the swamp. And it's unfortunate that a lot of people still do not see that. And, you know, Arizona is shaping up uh, the Republican primary here. There's like 12, people running for the governor primary in Arizona, and they all still tout, make America great again, Donald Trump, drain the swamp. They're all one and the same. There's no, there's no difference. And uh, it's, it's just hard. The, the hardest battle is, is showing people that uh, because it doesn't matter what you show them, uh, unless you control the media narrative, you, you you can't convince people otherwise. Uh, let's see. Did you guys cover the 32-page report, National Strategies for Countering Domestic Terrorism issued by the White House? We did not, Rich Clark. Um, I've seen bits and pieces of the report. Um, you know, the, the biggest takeaway is the very broad brush stroke that they're painting uh people like Adam and myself and, and you guys, if you want limited government <laughs> with, with, with some of the terminology, it's, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a larger, broader expansion of giving certain alphabet agencies more power to do what they've been doing since the first Patriot Act was enacted. Uh, it's, it's just 
unfortunate. Exactly. Appa sames. I like that word and I'm going to steal it. Um, let's see. What were his choices on hanging out with the cleansing one against permits approved? Yeah, I mean, so there's, you know, it's it's business, it's politics, it's big business, it's big government. Um, you know, it, it's the backdoor deals that that people close their eyes to. Um, it's been happening since at least the industrial revolution in America, and a lot of it initially was you know, newspaper corporations, right? Uh, the newspapers knew they had the power to convince people by saying they endorsed so-and-so and that everybody should vote for so-and-so because of their endorsement. And that's, that's it's, it's been that way for so long that it's, it's sort of become ingrained in, you know, a lot of Americans that that's just the way things work. Uh, don't vote for Republicans. Really, you shouldn't vote for any authoritarian uh, Republicans aren't the only authoritarians. Republicans aren't the only party of war. Uh, Joe Biden is bombing Syria right now. So, or you know, they're all they're all they're all the same. There's no difference. Let's see. If they're auditing 2020, they should go back to 2016 too. So again, the election. So, yeah, so <laughs> it's, it's funny that uh, 2020 seemed like such a big deal uh, that, you know, really, and my statement is this, election fraud happens in every election. If you don't think it, it, it doesn't happen, I have very bad news for you. It has happened for hundreds of years. There's always some amount of election fraud. And even if they found a credible, sizable amount, nothing is going to change. Like Joe Biden will still be the president, even if they go, wow, you rigged the election. Like there's, there's, there's nothing that would happen. There's, you know, maybe he gets impeached. Maybe he doesn't. Uh, do, do you think he has the, the mental cognition to pull that off on his own? Absolutely not. So no, nothing would happen. Trump isn't going to magically come back into office in August. Some, some past president from four or eight years ago isn't magically going to be in charge. It's, you know, it's just not going to happen. Oh, a campaign-related question. How close are you to obtaining your necessary amount of signatures for your campaign? So for the Libertarian Party for governor in Arizona, you need 3,335 signatures. Uh, last time I checked, we are right at the 3,000 remaining mark. Um, and that's with not really having done any events. That's just people going to the Secretary of State website and signing my petition. Uh, we have July is probably the first month where I personally am going to be very busy. Um, I have quite a few events in Tucson, in Pima County, and Maricopa County in Phoenix. Um, those are the two biggest concentrated points of independence and libertarians. So that's our focus for the first two or three months. 
Uh, that doesn't mean I'm not traveling to places uh, in like Cochise County, Sierra Vista. I was up in Sholo last Friday, Scottsdale Saturday. Um, but that's, you know, you know, it's all part of the plan. So that's, that's just the, the, the rub, right. Is, is, you know, Carrie Lake had 3,500 volunteers gathering signatures for her. I have 150, 200 volunteers. So, um, that's, that's part of the, that's part of the rub, right? We're a much smaller party, but you know, things are going very well for us for, for the effort we've been, we've been, uh, limited to being able to put in until July. Um, and that's just been campaign organization. So Quentin, I will actually be in Pinal, uh, sometime very shortly, um, first or second week of July. Uh, I actually have a friend there, Mandy. Uh, she's invited me out to dinner up there. Uh, we have an event happening uh, at Hempful Farms in Phoenix soon. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd have to have my entire list of things that my campaign manager is working on right now, but very busy, very busy month coming up. Um, let's see, Rich Clark, do you have much luck in Flagstaff? Uh, so Sholo was very receptive to the idea of a free and independent Arizona. I know Sholo's not Flagstaff, but I would feel there's going to be a, quite a bit of similar minded folks up there. Uh, my experience with talking to independents is when they look at the major parties, they look at Cary Lake and obviously Katie Hobbs. And most independents have told me they like me more than Carrie Lake and Katie Hobbs. So uh, that's a positive, I think, uh, response. And uh, at least on our cap campaign platform of, uh, you know, really focusing on the last year, year and a half and how the government has just, you know, used, used, its, used its power to continue to expand and in, into intervening into our personal lives. and. A lot of people have a problem with that. Uh, some people are scared, right? And that's the thing is uh, Adam and I have talked constantly about the government and the media pushing fear. And, you know, it's it just takes, it just takes some people to just uh, not, not be afraid. You know, we already know, uh, I already know I'm going to get sued when I submit my signatures. I already know I'm going to get sued over campaign financing. I already know I'm going to get sued uh, over whatever else the Republicans and Democrats want to sue me for. Um, it's just, uh, <laughs> just, uh, just, you know, it's something you just sort of expect at some point. And, you know, uh, I don't, I don't really have any fear of being sued. Uh, don't really have a fear of them offing me at some point. That would be rude on their part, but you know, I, I just don't think they would go to that extreme for a, a statewide office. So hopefully I'm not wrong. Um, but yeah, uh, Quinn, I will let you know when I have a for sure, like, point of when I'm going to be in Pinal County. It should be in like the next two or three weeks. 
Um, I'm gonna be all over most of the southern part of the state in July, and then back to the no to the more northern stuff in August. So, um, the whole world is in a psyop. They are. Um, you know, it's been it's been exciting to see the 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 protest in places like London uh, and those people, you know, thirsting for their freedom. And then, and then you look at cities here in America where, you know, they've pretty much had their freedoms stripped all the way down and nobody, nobody's doing anything. <laughs> you guys are ridiculous in the comments. Um, but yeah, so let me uh, let me read one of these. Let's see, what else do we want to read about today? Do 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 do. I don't want to. Let's see here. Now, the Federal Trade Commission dis dismissed its antitrust complaint against Facebook, so surprise, surprise, Facebook dodges another legal challenge. Um, but yeah, so that's a, that's a, this is an interesting point when you, when you discuss it with libertarians, right, is you know, we get into the Facebook is a private company and they can do what they want. But there's always a but. Facebook takes money from the government as a subsidy, right? Once you take money from a, a state actor like a federal government, you are no longer a private entity you become a public entity, which means you should lose your protections that you're operating under. Um, does the judge own stock in Fed? But probably, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, you know, this is not, this should, this should, this is nothing surprising, right? There's, um, it's, it's more big tech government fiasco. Um, just what it is. And, and it sucks that we don't have enough alternatives that exist outside of things like Facebook. Um, I mean, we do, right? We could go outside and just talk to people. And that's your alternative is to actually go be social. Um, go, go talk to random people, you know, you know, actually, actually perform, you know, a, a human interaction, uh, that would be, uh, that's the alternative. The alternative is to act like humans. Humans are social uh, creatures, right? We're, we're social creatures by design. Technology has taken a lot of that away. It's been discussed on Adam versus the man before, and you don't have the connection, you don't have the, the senses uh, that you would normally get through big tech communication, right? So yeah, that's 
it sucks that more people just can't uh, just, you know, realize that we are we are social creatures and you don't get the same connection uh, through technology. There were a whole bunch of social humans in London this past weekend. Yeah, it happens. So I mean, there's there's some good things happening, and and you know, you see the fear being being manifested, and you know, talking about variants, Delta variants, whatever. Um, a lot of coronaviruses, even if you just go like do a quick Google, and you, you say you end up on Wikipedia, which isn't the best source, but a lot of the coronaviruses that come from animals or where else all have variants. All these viruses mutate. This is literally nothing new in the coronavirus like schema of, of viruses. It's what they do. So, you know, as a, you know, I'm not a scientist, you know, I got my doctorate in business. So uh, my bigger concern is, uh, you know, the, the, the governments, whether run by Republicans or Democrats, uh, basically all, all perform the same collusion with, with big business to, to really take out the heart of American business, which is small business. So uh, that's, that's more my concern than uh, media pushing narratives about how how this virus mutates and really that's how all viruses act so you know but they don't want they don't want you to educate yourselves on that let's see fear of covid how about dr seuss or crt nah i don't want to talk about that today Why do libertarians jump the shark on conspiracies? Are they just reasonable libertarians? So I don't have, like, I would consider myself a reasonable libertarian. Uh, and I would have to know which which conspiracy or conspiracy theory you you think we jump the shark on. Like, I don't, I don't doubt that something like I don't doubt that COVID is real because I had it. Uh, it didn't affect me nearly as badly as everyone else. But, you know, viruses mutate. <laughs> viruses have variants. That's not conspiracy. But the government trying to uh, strike fear into you that a virus mutates and has variants is stupid because all they all do. Right. So like, <laughs> you know, that's actual science. Like there's nothing new about that. So, you know, it's, it's just, a, it's just a, a, an unfortunate way of continuing to try to push a narrative that the, they, they know worked once already. Right. Um, and you can see some of them trying to shift to, uh, you know, well, they tried, they tried for like a week that coronavirus was caused by 
or, or ultimately caused by climate change now, when all this other evidence came out that perhaps the Wuhan coronavirus lab in Wuhan, China, hadn't had an incident of some sort regarding the coronavirus in the Wuhan lab in China. Um, but did I see that Massey introduced the bill to end the Department of Education? I love Thomas Massey because he always tries to submit bills to like audit the Fed and end the Department of Education or end like some federal agency. And he'll get like 40 or 50 people to sign on to it. And we all know it's just going to die. But the fact that he actually like takes the time, really takes the time. He writes a one sentence bill that says abolish this thing. Um, but, you know, it's it's the it's the principle of it. The bats, the bats made us sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not a I'm not a big John Stewart fan anymore. But his little video clip he had on the Colbert show, where where he talked about the ridiculousness of like the virus being created in the Wuhan coronavirus lab was. Hilarious. Yeah. You know, we, we need more we need more people like Thomas Massey, but also a little more liberty leaning. Um, you know, really, I would say the closest ones we have to anything that would help keep the, the government in check would be Rand Paul and Thomas Massey. And even they have their moments where they do not do that. Um, so yeah, and and the DOE does suck. Uh, the government being involved in education does suck. Um, is it's all about you know wanting to force certain curricula and for, force certain standards onto your children. You know, you as a parent should be able to have school choice or have have the ability to have your your children learn uh, what you think is is in their best interest. So you know, that that goes into a whole, you know, here in Arizona, they just voted against funding students specifically, and are going to continue to fund a system of, of state education. Uh, there does need to be some standards, but I don't think the government is the entity that should create those standards. So, you know, there's, there's, there are so many other ways to gain an education. And this is coming from someone who spent a shit ton of money and spent years in the education system uh, to get my doctorate. Uh, you know, would I go back and do it a different way? Probably not, because I like what I learned and I like the application of, of what I know and where I can apply it. But a lot of I would say maybe 50% of what I learned uh, was was completely useless to what I actually needed to be able to do. So 
uh, if, and if we're going to talk about the Department of Education, we should talk about the predatory lending practices of student loans. Uh, I know when a friend of mine was attending community college, their recommendation was to not just take the tuition. She already she already had a job and her rent and everything covered. And they were like, well, you know, it's going to cost $3,500 for tuition. But if you take out a federal loan with living expenses, it's only $13,000. That's a $10,000 difference, guys. And they prey on the, the lower class families that need the money for them to go to school. So, you know, this, this, is, this is another conversation I had on Sunday is once you start pulling little strings out about why things don't work, you just end up you just end up de-stringing and, and pulling strings out of everywhere as to why things are not working. Yeah, so and there's a so the thing with critical race theory, since you guys keep posting the acronym in the comments, is um, I would I would encourage you to go listen to uh, Maj Torre of Black Guns Matter. He does a very good job of of explaining critical race theory um, and what it what it was intended to be and how it's supposed to be versus how it's being interpreted. And I think that's worth the discussion. Um, I, I don't want to have that discussion today. Um, it's, yeah. College is a debt program. How many colleges in America don't take federal grant money? Yeah, see, <laughs> you know, uh, if I remember right, there was a statistic on in-state tuition in Arizona uh if i remember right since like the early 2000s the, the in-state tuition in arizona is up like something crazy i, I want to say it's like 30 for 30 or 40 percent so yeah and rock we can have the crt discussion at some point i just don't want to do it today um i can I'll, I'll discuss it any other day but not not when i'm thrown into a podcast uh <laughs> you know, 10 minutes before it starts to host it. So, um, but yeah, it does need to be, it does need to be discussed. So I agree with you there. Uh, TRT, absolutely. We should discuss testosterone replacement therapy. Um, let's see. So let's see, <laughs> homeschool. I support homeschool. Um, my ex-wife doesn't though. So my kids, that's our, that's our point of parental dis disagreement, right? Is I think my kids would learn better, uh, being homeschooled by, you know, me or whoever I choose to homeschool them, but you know, it's different. Healthy disrespect for authority. When I went to college a long time ago, tuition was 560 a semester. Listen. <laughs> I paid <laughs> for one for one doctoral class when I was doing my doctorate. It was forty six hundred dollars. So, yeah, education is a little expensive when the government is involved. 
Um, luckily, I was blessed enough to have pretty good jobs to be able to afford that. So I have no student loan debt. So not everybody has that, uh, has, has that, right? So they shouldn't be, uh, they shouldn't be predatory lending the tuition plus, oh, well, you need life, life expenses, right? So let's add another ten, fifteen thousand $15,000 onto your tuition. Um, and really even the tuition rate shouldn't be into the tens of thousands of dollars. Um, it's just ludicrous that that's, that's what we think the, the cost of maintaining these ridiculous brick and mortar universities uh, that, you know, suddenly, suddenly, you know, the third largest employer in Tucson, Arizona is the University of Arizona. That's not good for economic sakes. Okay. <laughs> uh, if, if education is one of your top three uh, employers, your city is probably not doing too well. That's, that's the bottom line. Really, I think we have, we have a military base here. We have a defense contractor here and we have the university that are our three major employers. That's not a sign of a stable economy in a city. Universal education and healthcare. Rock, I'm gonna let you know, I sort of disagree with you. Uh, at least on the healthcare piece. Um, and that's just personal experience. Um, now, I do think we should encourage things like direct pay networks, which are separate from health insurance, which provide a lot more affordable health care. And it would save a ton of money for everybody if we promoted direct pay services outside of the health insurance industry. Um, that's another thing that, you know, the government helped everybody not be able to afford was health insurance and, and all this other stuff, you know. And I honestly don't think that the government should be taking our tax money and spending it on whatever. So unless we did a some type of survey or, or service where we could, you know, allocate our taxes to certain things, I don't think you'll ever see universal health care from the government. We, you also have to keep in mind we have 330 million people in this country. So the reason it won't work is that expense alone. Um, you know, everyone says it exists in other countries. Yeah, it exists in other countries with small populations, guys. <laughs> that's, that's part of the problem. So... CRT has Caucasian, so yeah, you know, people just need to, a lot of it is conversations, right? It is, it is, you have to have conversations with people. And a lot of these folks aren't having those conversations. So they go into these school board meetings all heated up, misunderstanding, having something been misrepresented to them. Uh, so it's dangerous to live in your echo chamber. If all your friends wear red MAGA hats, <laughs> You're going you're gonna to not get objective reasoning and be able to have courageous conversations, but um, you, you have to be able to, to, to discuss and actually see 
potentially the actual meaning behind critical race theory. And then you have to go and look and see, only then would you be able to see how it's interpreted by both sides and, and actually be able to make an objective, logical opinion on it. Yeah, so Rich, your comment on trade schools, right? So I remember a time uh, before the No Child Left Behind Act where maybe maybe we all knew that college wasn't cut out for everybody, right? Uh, it's, it's, well, uh, some, some people just are not cut out for continuing going to school. There's a lot of people who are much better suited for trade schools. Uh, so, Mike Freeman, uh, as, as far as, uh, you know, the echo chamber MAGA hat comment, um, it's, it's more prevalent that, you know, if you, if you talk inside an echo chamber, right? Like if, if you are pro Donald Trump, pro MAGA, and you stay inside your MAGA circle, you're not having actual courageous conversations. I don't think you are completely a Donald Trump supporter. So that'd be good on you to be able to have conversations outside of your circle, right? Outside of an echo chamber. Um, but for the most part, you know, the, the leftists and the, the MAGA folks, they stay inside their echo chambers. Um, even libertarians, even libertarians stay in their own echo chambers. That's why people like me who can talk to left libertarians and right libertarians and centrists and, and all that, uh, we get, we get, we get some interesting interactions with even fellow, uh, libertarians, right? Like, you know, pe people just don't want to hear that you have to be able to have courageous conversations with everybody uh, because that's the only way that we actually do better as a society is to understand the things that are affecting people and to have compassion towards why they feel that way. Um, so, yeah. Rich, that's the, that's the left libertarians I'm talking about. You still should be able to have conversations with them. Even if you don't agree with them, the conversation is what's important and trying to understand where they're coming from is what's important. See, Bobo's restaurant. Yeah, I haven't been to Bobo's in years. So, uh, yeah, I haven't been to, uh, I can't even remember the last time I went to Bobo's restaurant, to be honest with you. Um, there's some, there's some places here that have some really good pancakes. Um, there is, I can't remember the name of the restaurant, but there's a place in, inside one of our little old West, like throwback parts of the city. 
They have really good pancakes. I'll have to look up the name of the restaurant. Here's a good label to wear human beings. Isn't that yeah, so that's that's the that's part of the rub also is we're all humans, guys and gals and guy gals and whatever. Um, it's the 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 basic bottom line is we all have the same and we are all entitled to the same rights. Because as a human, if you cut us open and look at our insides, not much different, okay? Well, maybe our organs are different sizes or something. And honestly, if people are running around cutting each other open to see if we look the same, it's going to be really gross. But um, we're all, we're, we are all human and we all have the same rights. What has happened is we have a supposed representative government that no longer honors that simple fact that we have these human rights and they will do whatever it takes to make us reliant on them to have the belief that, that the government grants us our rights. And that's just not true. Um, But yeah, even the lizards, even the lizard people, okay. Uh, Cynthia, I would need an example. You say there are some people in the world who have lost the right to their human rights. What, what do you mean? I would like you to elaborate. Um, if you're talking about uh, victimless, uh, those those folks that are victims of, of uh, or prisoners of victimless crimes that, that they should not be in prison anymore, and, and maybe they maybe they served their time and, and they should have their rights back at that point. Uh, you know, serial killers. That's probably. Uh, yeah, that's probably a good point. <laughs> if you try to take someone's rights and you've given up your rights. Yeah, it's, it's an eye for an eye is how some people think. But if you commit crimes, murder, rape, you should lose all of your human rights. That's an interesting, uh, so that, that's a, that, as a libertarian, that's an interesting stance, right? Because we live by the non-aggression principle, um, you know, as long as we are not aggressed upon or forced to do anything we don't want to do, then we, we live peaceably, right? But I think most of us will agree, if you are a violent offender, then you have violated that principle. And once you violate that principle, you know, we add, at least I as a libertarian advocate for uh, violence in return if violence is bestowed upon me, right? So I like to say, uh, I like to tell people, you know, uh, 
and ask them like, are you aggressing upon me? Are you forcing an aggression upon me uh, against my will? So, you know, that's, that would be eye for an eye. Uh, thoughts on Michael Malice. Have you read the Anarchist Handbook? I have not read the handbook and I have not watched uh, Michael Malice's podcast. So I probably shouldn't comment. Um, it's, you know, I know he's very popular in, in libertarian circles. Um, I just, I'm a bit busy. <laughs> um, so. It's, it's on my Amazon list to buy and, and read eventually. Um, so, you know, give me, give me a couple months. Let's see. The state should never be killing people. That's true. No, Cynthia, you, uh, I think you misunderstand my, my, my response, right? So, so we already know in advance that someone trying to murder me was an aggressive act, <laughs> right? Uh, someone stealing my stuff is an aggressive act. Um, that's, you know, those are things you know in advance that violate the non-aggression principle. So no, you're not going to, you're not going to be questioning them during the act. It's when people like to, like in this scenario where you just asked me the question, you know, you have to ask yourself that question in advance. What do you consider an, a, aggression? Murder is an easy one. Uh, child trafficking is an easy one. Pedophilia is an easy one. Um, you know, there's there's things that are just easy, easy violations of the non-aggression principle. Um, now there are there are things that people like to come up with, like is Facebook censoring me uh, a violation of the non-aggression principle? Well, it depends on how you view it. Um, <laughs> you guys swear some of these some of these i'm just not going to read on, on on the podcast here yeah so rich clark the problem with the death penalty is that it's the state committing murder the state has no right to take life i agree with that um Carrie, I also agree with you. Facebook is a is they they are a publisher, right? So they're, you know, I do feel like Facebook censoring people or Twitter censoring people, they they lost their protections a long time ago. Uh, so I started a comment contest earlier, and uh, none of you none of you answered. Instilling any type of fear on anyone is an aggressive act.
that's true. That's that's true to a point, right? And uh, you can't you can't respond with aggression uh, if if you're if you're just afraid, right? If if you have a fear and you act upon it without like there being an actual like physical manifestation of that, uh, then you you acted on a a thought, and so it's kind of like a thought crime. Uh, so the comment contest was: if you had a boat, what would you name it? Obviously, we've had a much more serious discussion than boat names, but libertarians have been the far right's best recruitment tool. Nearly everyone in the white national movement was once a libertarian. That is absolutely not true. <laughs> not true at all. So. All right, there we go. Boat name, Costalata, ATF stockpile, SS false flag. Carry is that's this has been an interesting day, everybody. We are all being watched by China. Carrie, we're all being watched by everybody. <laughs> we uh we're literally being watched by everybody. Our own government, other foreign governments tech companies we're all just we're all just we're all just pawns in a game of surveillance bump stock storage that's a pretty good name i also like might flow that's pretty good Yeah, I don't want to tell you. I don't want to tell you guys some of the some of the technology I had access to at the Pentagon. But if if you have technology where you can pull up red light cameras from a centralized government facility, we're all being watched. A good libertarian is against authoritarians at home and foreign conflicts abroad. I mean, that should be any libertarian, even if they're a bad libertarian. I mean, because you're not a libertarian if you're above that line. <laughs> so uh, you're such a calm person. I'm not really a calm person. I get very relative easy, but you're so calm. It's because, Cynthia, uh, I have worked in very strenuous environments, and so... I just don't like being stressed out or riled up or letting letting things. Uh, I try to be very logical, right? So in order to do that, I, I don't try to respond emotionally. Boat names, zombies can't swim. That's a good, pretty good one. 
Let's see. Got any tips to help avoid surveillance? Listen, <laughs> guys, you're on YouTube right now. It's, it's not going to matter if I have any tips. It's not. Like, you're, there's, there's not a lot you can do. Um, the cybersecurity tools and everything that exists nowadays. Um, you know, I had a friend who thought it was tricky, right? He's like, oh, man, check this out. I can look this up on this private browser uh, on Mozilla. Guess what? The, the data still goes through the same company. So even if it's a private browser, they can still pull your data and feed you ads and do all that stuff. So <laughs> there's, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Second Amendment thing, where's my, where's my stop on the Second Amendment? There is no stop. Especially when your government has expressed its need and want and desire to uh, warn you that the tree of liberty uh, would only be watered with the blood of patriots and tyrants if we had F-15s and nukes. So, you know, take that how you will. Um, <laughs> Blink the code. I don't care what, uh, I didn't see that one, Jim. I don't care what country or who's watching me as long as they, as long as they let you, as long as they, as long as they don't get in your business, right, Cynthia? Uh, but, you know, we all like to make jokes about how, like, you, you say something and then the ad pops up on your phone or your whatever you use. Um, yeah, there's, you know, and then we're all sitting here, we're using StreamYard and YouTube and Facebook. Doesn't matter, guys. Nothing, nothing I could come up with that's cybersecurity related or anything like that is going to help us. <laughs> um, that that's just the nature of the beast. Yeah, but you know, nukes and F-15s for everyone. Uh, I just I would rather preface that with an armed society is a polite society, and that's that's the way it should work. And then an armed society is also not bendable to uh, a government that likes to uh, express force upon its people. My favorite founder quote is "Taxes dig after you start the book." Which one? Which 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 uh, which founding father would have said taxes dig? That should have been my comment contest for today. Chicago is an armed society. Uh, <laughs> Chicago is not an armed society because they're not free to own their arms without a ton of restrictions. So therefore, the black market, that the people who intend to do aggressive acts uh, and, and, and act uh, criminally are able to, to get away with that because there's no one, there's no, there's, no, there's no assessment made by them that, oh, shit, if I 
going to rob this place, you know, I may be shot. There's actually statistical data that supports, uh, you know, constitutional carry in states is a huge violent crime deterrent and the statistics support that. Colorado is an armed society. Yeah, I doubt that. Um, yeah, any any state that doesn't have constitutional carry um, is probably not an uh, armed society. Uh, what did I do at the Pentagon? What didn't I do at the Pentagon? That's the question. No, so uh, I worked in the National Military Command Center. Um, I worked in the Air Force Service Watch Cell, where basically anything that happened across the world in the Air Force, uh, we were the responsible agency for the response, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and yes, some of that does include nuclear stuff. Um, so that's why I was, after I left the Pentagon, I was a defense contractor uh, where I wrote nuclear policy um, and tried to cut government spending through policy. <laughs> I'll let you know how that worked out, uh, but I think we could guess. Did I evaporate? No, so I, was, so I wasn't in the Pentagon until 2011, so well after, the, well after all that craziness. Asking advice on getting my aunt to practice shooting. She has an AK but hasn't shot it. You may be familiar with the gun, please. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, have her, I mean, as, as long as she knows, like, so one of my favorite things to do when I buy a new firearm is to bring it home, take it apart, and clean it. Um, that way you can see how all the mechanisms function and, and everything like that. And if she's never fired it, she should go with someone who has shot a uh, an AK or something like an AK um, you know you should always you, you should always go with someone uh, fairly experienced if you've never shot something before um, I know at least in Arizona a lot of the range instructors are super helpful to uh, you know, guide and teach right and that's that's important um especially for a lot of first-time gun owners after this last year i wonder how many viewers think they are watching adam right now i am not adam i'm one of adam's co-hosts my name is steve yeah so i don't know how adam's political career has been going he ran for president for the Libertarian Party last year. <laughs> uh, this is great. Um, yeah, I don't know if a CCW course is going to help with an AK, Rich. Um, you know, 
a lot of the basic safety stuff, you know, treat every gun like it's loaded. Um, you know, even, even the basic handing of a firearm to someone uh, is done in a very specific manner. Arizona has been constitutional carry since like the late 70s, early 80s. Texas is years, Texas is 40 years behind us. Or Texas. Here's a random question. Why do people hate the police so bad? Cynthia, this is a very complicated and nuanced question, but I'm going to give you an answer. Um, and maybe your husband is, is, a, is, is, is not like this, but so the police tend to have a lot of laws that uh, they're, they're asked to enforce. They're no longer peace officers, right? So there's a lot of laws on victimless, crime, victimless crimes that they enforce. And these people end up getting their lives ruined for things like drug possession. Um, now, people hate the police because lately the police have had a propensity for shooting unarmed civilians. That's not good. Um, you know, you can look at the George Floyd murder. You can look at uh, Breonna Taylor. You can look at Duncan Lemp. You can look at all these cases of warrantless no-knock raids and and basically innocent people committing that committed victimless crimes end up murdered by police officers that's why ending qualified immunity is such a big deal to so many people is because the cops have sort of strayed from their responsibility in that regard and a lot of that falls on you know cities and states creating more and more laws that require police to enforce things that, that aren't actual uh, crimes, right? Like what, when did growing a plant inside your house become dangerous? You know, it's not like a little shop of horrors where we're growing 15 foot tall Venus flytraps. So um, yeah, yeah, I'm the... <laughs> I'm I'm the much calmer version of Adam, um, but yeah, and you know it, it's I would you know it's always like well there's there's some bad people in, in every industry but um, you know ask asking really where we went wrong as a society is allowing our elected representatives to continue to create laws and regulations that, uh, you know, expanded the role of the police state. And that's, I think more people are understanding that that career field and industry has grown beyond its original intent. So the right thing to do would be to, you know, get rid of, you know, free free people who are in prison for victimless crimes, and to also stop enforcing, you know, federal laws that create, you know, victimless prisoners. So yeah, that's that's like a probably a broad explanation of why, but that that goes into a lot of it and. You know, you, you have so many examples of, yeah, we've, we've been a country for just under 250 years. There's no way we need all these laws 
and and you know so many of them are, are completely victim victimless that we're ruining people's livelihoods we're putting people at risk uh, including people like your husband for enforcing things that don't matter and it's it's just uh you know it's completely unnecessary Every time any cop pulls someone over, they are threatening murder if the person does not comply. That goes to fundamental principles of freedom. Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the unfortunate part is for so many years that that industry was perpetually grown due to, you know. Uh, elected representatives feeling like there need to be more laws. Yep. You know, Joe freaking freaking dementia Joe Biden and his and his freaking ninety four crime bill. Um, you know, there's there's just things that have happened, and you know, I will caution people: it's <clears throat> it's it's not all entirely the police's fault. Absolutely, individual situations. Um, it should fall on, you know, a jury to determine whether or not the, the cop acted maliciously. Uh, but when we have elected representatives like Dementia Joe in office, um, you know, passing passing racist law on crime that created all these victimless prisoners and ruined all these lives, yeah, there's going to be distrust because the police are the enforcement arm of the state. When we talk about, you know, who's going to come and take your guns if the government decides, if Joe Biden decides I don't need to have my AR-15s or my 50 BMG or my 338 Lapua or whatever the shit else I have fucking stuffed away in my, uh, you know, gun safe, um, you know, <laughs> you know, the, the cops would be the enforcement arm of that. And... You know, there's there's a phrase where everyone says, kiss your loved one and wear your plates. So that's it's a it's not really a, a career that uh, I would recommend. Rock, I don't believe you for a freaking second. Uh, your guns are safe. That is the biggest crock of liberal shit I've ever heard in my life. Uh, boat name SS Boogaloo Boyant. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty good. That, that might be the winner. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, the people that still become cops, you know, I, I at least hope they're cognizant that a lot of the stuff they're being asked to do is, is not, you know, is not in line with the original intent of the of, of the position, right? They, they were, they used to be called police officers or peace officers, right? They, the police used to be peace officers, officers of the peace. And then they became law enforcement. And that's a whole, you know, if you want to try to go down a rabbit hole, just follow, follow the separation of terminology and then follow the separation of responsibilities. You'll spend a lot of hours on the internet. Government is addicted to pandemic power now. When do you think they will give it back? Yeah. Really? You're going to give it back? No. 
Absolutely not. You take it back. Um, people who post incendiary secondary crap are their own worst enemy. Raga's true to a point, uh, but you know the media narrative and having people in office that push those things to get the incendiary reaction. Um, you know, they know what they're doing, trying to create a situation where, yes, they would in fact create gun laws or try to restrict private ownership of firearms. And because firearms are tools used for self-defense and self-defense is a human right, you have no right as a federal government or state entity to infringe upon any of my human rights. Yeah, the Patriot Act, that's, you know, it's unfortunately just a way, there's another way for the government to figure out what, what avenues they could use to, to oversee us, to, to, to find ways to exert their control. Yeah, I mean, look, our our chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff was a Raytheon board member, right? So you have no way of stopping the military. Absolutely, we do, Rock. <laughs> yeah, we outnumber the United States military by quite a lot. So, yeah, uh, we'll take some casualties, but I think we'll be all right. And if you think that any other country is going to let Joe Biden use F-15s and nuclear devices on its own citizens, World War III will happen in America, if that's the case. What do you think about the border and all the children and people coming in? That's a great question, Carrie. So I believe each state has a responsibility to protect its own private borders. However, I also believe that a majority of the people that come to this country are a lot harder working than most Americans, and they're just trying to make a living for themselves outside of uh, their country that collapsed due to socialism or some other poor economic decisions. So um, if you're coming here to work, and create a positive life for yourself in the land of opportunity, um, I have no issue. Absolutely. You know, the, the border issue was completely avoidable 30 years ago, as long as the federal government would have kept their stupid face out of our freaking border. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, Arizonans, New, New Mexicans, Texans, we could all literally solve our own problems with the border without the federal government's help. Um, so, yeah. That's, uh, that's, there's, there's so many ways to improve, like the, the economy in Southern Arizona. And a lot of that is uh, working uh, with our state neighbors in Mexico. And, and that's, just the reality of 
being a border state. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, like I said earlier, you know, when you start getting into these nuances of things, right? So if you're like, oh, well, the border, well, then you're like, oh, well, foreign policy. And then you go, well, foreign policy, and you, you start stringing together all these things that the government has been involved in that has ruined <laughs> everything. So um, you just, you just can't, you just can't get away from it. Uh, what are my thoughts on Barry Hess's plans to run for governor, the libertarian candidate candidacy for governor against me? Barry Hess is the Arizona LP vice president, and I think it creates a conflict of interest. And uh, I believe I'm the better candidate anyways. Um, so Barry Hess can uh, continue his plans to run for governor or senator every two years, never do anything about it, never make progress. Um, and, you know, as long as he stays out of my way, uh, you know, I have a lot more people volunteering and supporting me than Barry Hess ever will. So, you know, I let my, I let my ego go there a little bit, but yeah, absolutely ridiculous that he didn't consult anybody. You know, you're the freaking vice chair of the state political party. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. So just absolutely ridiculous. Let's see. Uh, SCOTUS told states they can't enforce fed laws regarding, regarding the border. Yeah, we're not going to enforce federal laws in Arizona if I'm the governor. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. We probably won't have all these mass shootings. Rock, if we, if we go into mass shootings or gun control stuff, we're gonna be talking about healthcare and mental health and all these other things that nobody is addressing still, even you leftists. So Neil, this isn't my show. Uh, I'm filling in for Adam. Uh, Barry Hess is a good guy, but he shouldn't be actively on the Arizona Libertarian Party board and be trying to run for uh, any office that's a conflict of interest. So, you know, he, he, he has his own personal agenda and he, he very rude of him to, to, to do stuff like that. Uh, Curtis Slee. So I watched a video of Curtis Sliwa, the mayor, the mayoral candidate for New York. That's that dude is intense. <laughs> that dude is intense. I think he's more intense than Adam. Uh, and I, I think Adam is is pretty intense sometimes. But yeah, Curtis Sliwa, man, still wearing that beret. Oof. Boy, good luck, New York. Good luck. Good luck to you guys up there in New York. <laughs> I don't know what. Oh, you poor people. Uh, our whole government is a conflict of interest, Carrie. That's true. Adam's not really not. Adam is very, that's why I like being on the show is, is um, and I told Adam this, I'm like, look, we get to have fun. We get to be serious. Um, but everything we talk about is fairly logical, right? Like, 
you know, he, he does a, Adam does a very good job of, of trying to explain uh, and share news and explain libertarian viewpoints and stuff. Um, so yeah, this is why this is why I'm a co-host on Adam versus the Man is, um, you know, Adam's ability to sort of logically reason and and give a, give a viewpoint of of how a libertarian looks at things like certain like certain economic articles or certain drug articles stuff like that it's great to have logic and reason sometimes yeah so uh i can't do with uh so the universal health health care my 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 alternative solution is is direct pay health care um competitive market it's a lot cheaper um and it, it doesn't uh, uh, really, you know, require the government to be involved in healthcare to exist. And that's the, you know, that's, that's the, that's the point forward is, is how do we have this without the government being involved? And you, and you encourage doctors and nurses to have their own direct pay network practice. And, you know, you go from there, like direct, well, the direct pay folks here in Tucson, I think uh, one of my friends pays 60 or $70 a month for unlimited general and urgent care visits. And they don't have any competition, so they can raise or lower their price as they please. So if you do direct pay, you don't need health insurance. So, you know, if, if, you're, if your argument is people lose health insurance and you need universal health care because of that, my argument is what if you don't have health insurance? What if you just can have health care? So, yeah, much like everything, much like uh, a lot of things that the government got involved with, uh, you know, health insurance got expensive, health care got expensive, education got expensive, uh, everything just got expensive. <clears throat> oh. Yeah. I don't think we have I don't think we have much else to talk about guys. So, I mean, we have a few minutes left. So, um, we can bring Jim back up here and see if he has, if he has anything that he wants me to talk about. What's going on, man? You're doing great. Yeah, it's been a it's been a comment show. Just interacting with the audience. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they're loving no, no, it. You know? good. I, I like this. Rock is Rock Landstone is testing me a little bit, which I I quite enjoy. But um, yeah, he's challenging the ideas, which is good. You yeah. know, you know, it's a uh, it's been fun. You know, I I avoided his UFO. Rock, I'm not going to talk about UFOs, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't tell you this. I worked at the Pentagon, and my understanding is there is no aliens, okay? <laughs> so, no you know, take, take that opinion for, with a grain of salt if you want. Look at that. Dark, Sage, Dark Sage 9117. He's our Twitch watcher. Greetings from Queensland, Australia. Man, I feel bad question. for you out in Australia. 
he's, I'm just pointing out that we have one uh, loyal follower on Twitch, and it's this person they finally commented, and they're from Queensland, Australia, so that's awesome. Maybe they're a new Twitch watcher. I don't know. Yeah, yeah man, let us know your question. Cool, though. Oh, have, oh, he does have a question. Yeah, you tell that. Okay. Bring it on. Bring the question on. We'll wait a few minutes and give yeah. him a, a minute to uh, talk, talk about, about Johnny Hurley. Talk about yeah, uh, Johnny Hurley was murdered by a cop. Period. I don't know if it's there, there anymore. Go. We've had a lot. Yeah, so Johnny Hurley, um, good guy with a gun, stopped a shooter, killed by the police. This is this is why people are, are mad at the police. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> Like, come on, man. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Later, Rock. Have a good Have day. A good Thanks day, for Rock. joining us, Thanks man. Thanks for watching. We're, we're just waiting around at this point to see what our new Twitch streamer wants to ask this panel. Even though it wasn't yeah. a panel till just now, I guess, when I popped up, technically. <laughs> yeah. Uh,. Did the police collaborate a story to pin the rifle on Johnny Hurley? Yard sale today asks on YouTube. I don't know about that. I think uh, I think it's more of a uh, the cops are just they're they're untrained really. They're trained to be terrified at all times of everybody and all the all the dangerous possibilities of anything. You know that mailbox could pop a gun out of it and shoot you. Be careful. You know what I mean? I mean. It's just insane. And in this case, you know, I, I, the only thing I can play in my imagination since we don't have video of the entire thing is John shooting the guy and then going up to the weapon to secure the weapon away from the shooter he just shot. And as he's pulling the weapon, securing the weapon away from the shooter, the cop who pulls up on the scene just sees a guy with an AK and opens fire. Doesn't, you know, forget the fact that he should stop open his door draw down on him say what's going on at which point seconds later hurley would have dropped the weapon and said he was the shooter i just and the whole thing would have been over but no he 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 pulled up and there's a mix of fear and 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 also a mix of wanting to be the hero cop that stopped this you know what i mean he pulled up on scene oh look i just gotta react i gotta be you know things can happen in a second that's they so, need yeah, to be so trained to think but not just react, but yeah, so, that's so, my opinion on it. What so yard sale today, we, we probably don't know Johnny Hurley personally, but um, we would imagine that, you know, most people would kick a firearm away or, or be in the process of securing it. So, you know, I, I wasn't there and, you know, the cops, you know, they're, they, they definitely, you know, they messed up again, man. That's that's what it is. They fucked up again. It's yeah. it's becoming a routine fuck up. So I'm I'm reading Dark Sage's comment now. Um, yeah, yeah, I saw that up there. We, we live literally... in a parliamentary democracy, so over here we have candidates from all over the spectrum of ideologies. I noticed in America only Mr. Biden and Mr. Trump were mainstream candidates, while Ms. Jorgensen and Mr. Hawkins were largely ignored. I'm curious why only Americans get to choose from two candidates, and not many like we do. Dark Sage. So the the way that the uh, the debates and elections are controlled. Uh, so there's a so in order to get into the 
election debates where, say, Joe Jorgensen could have debated Biden and Trump, she needs to poll on certain polls 15 percent um, on an average. Without that, she does not get to be on the debate stage. Um, and this nonprofit, uh, this supposedly nonprofit biased commission gets its funding directly from the Democrat and Republican parties. So the reason you don't get to hear from all sides, all parties during presidential debates is basically because the system is rigged against third, third, fourth, fifth, and all the smaller parties. Right. Uh, you do have a chance to learn these parties and everything uh, on your own, which is sort of the rub because most people don't put in that energy or effort, right? So, uh, like, as a libertarian, I'm running in the libertarian primary for governor. Uh, there's a Republican primary for governor of Arizona, and they have a lot more money, a lot more people running, a lot more volunteers, and you're going to hear about them 27 times to the one time you hear about me. Uh, and then the Democrats are the same thing, right? So, um, you know, yeah. it's, it's just the way the system is set up, and a lot of people disagree with it. Uh, unfortunately, not a lot of enough people are mad about it to, to deal with it. So, yeah, well, I think it's, I mean, plenty of people are mad about it, and I think we're, we're just now reaching a critical point, a critical mass of people that are sufficiently upset about it and ready to stop it. And now that's we just reached the beginning of the phase of, of stopping it because it, it's painfully obvious to everyone that the Democrats and Republicans, the two people that he mentions, and the reason that they're the only ones mentioned and the only choice perceivably that we can see is because they spend trillions of dollars maintaining their power and their their deceptiveness and their their backdoor deals and everything that they've been building over the last couple hundred years since they solidified their own power on paper you know so i mean it really just boils down to because it's that corrupt that's the that's the simple answer is why americans only get two candidates to choose from is because that's exactly how corrupt it is they have it that locked down that that's only that's all that you know the system allows that's because the federal government is that corrupted it's just that obvious so we'll get yeah. there though i think i think we're on our way to uh to yeah. transitioning I, I think there'll be some good and, and really to affect that at the larger level you know as long as we we make progress in cities and states uh with third parties um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be able to affect it a lot more. Um, yeah. And dark sage, I don't, I don't disagree with you, you know, like we're, you know, we're trying here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, we're, we're, we're outnumbered and we're outfunded by quite a bit. Um, so. Yeah. But it's still, it's still, that's the last thing I'll say about it is it's still important to keep doing it because I think that guys like you and Adam and people that are running as the libertarians, I think they've had a lot to do with waking people up to the reality of the nature of things, you know, and while ultimately joining a political party and winning at their rigged game 
might not be the way we're going to ultimately win the game, win freedom. But for now, it's the proper process to wake up as many people as possible, as quick as possible. And I think, like I said, we're already there. I think enough people are woken up and enough people understand what's really going on. Now we're just at a point where we're enlightening people that and motivating people to actually do something about it. And that's as I tell people, like I even tell my family, it, even as little as making the decision to step once a day, I'm going to go on to my social medias and express that what I think about what the government is doing is bullcrap. You know what I'm saying? Like voice yep. your, your noticing of the government doing wrong. You know, don't just don't just be quiet about it and go through the motions online and, and act like everything's fine. Make it known to your friends and family. Don't be afraid and make it known to your friends and family what you think is happening. You know, and don't even be aggressive about it. Just make it an opinion. I think that, you know, the government's a liar. You know, even just saying that a couple times a day, I think it's good for the society. <laughs> yeah, that was good. It's not good for society. It's at least good for your psyche, right? Like right, that's, right. It's the truth, know. you know. Yeah. Once you once you realize, you know, you know, if if you if you actually take a a, a moment to step back and and look back and see what benefit government has in your life, you're gonna you're gonna come to a you're gonna come to a decision that you have to make, <laughs> and that's gonna be that you either have to accept the realization that. The government has done nothing positive for you on a daily basis and you know that's that's i think what scares a lot of people is um people get comfortable and they don't want to they don't want to look at those they, they don't want to do that right they, they don't they don't want to become uncomfortable we're trained wow. to be afraid and paralyzed in fear of change yep they, they've pre-programmed us to think if if the major structure of the world changes it's going to be chaotic it's going to be bad it's going to be disastrous it's going to be uncertain it's going to be you know what i mean they we're, we're literally programmed to assume that when you when you step back and think about it from an objective standpoint i mean hmm well just think about it you know what would happen if we all just decided to take the power away from the known corrupt liars in our society, i.e. the federal government, what would happen? You know, they have us trained to think that the world's going to explode somehow, that everybody with guns is going to go around, start robbing people and raping and murdering everybody. And you know what I mean? It's like, uh, and I always like to ask people, like, if you think that, let me ask you this, would you do that? Like if we got rid of the federal government and they're like, there's no laws, blah, blah, blah. Are you going to like, grab a gun and go try to rob, you know, people, you know what I mean? Cause you know that in reality, in the real world, if you try to go out and rob somebody, you're going to face repercussions. There's going to be somebody else with, you know, likely or whatever, you know yeah. what I'm trying to say here. I'm just rambling now. Yeah. So. And that's, and that's the thing, right? So like, you know, I advocate for a free and independent Arizona where, you know, it, it's, it's about encouraging, not enforcing federal law. Right. Because, you know, we, we greatly, create a much freer society by taking and i think that's a small step just by not enforcing federal law that's a small step um you know because that that gives us a lot more ability to create and build a economy that wouldn't be affected by a pandemic or 
create an infrastructure that's not reliant on the federal government. And, you know, just, just the phrase itself, a free and independent Arizona, or, you know, nullify federal law scares people. Um, yeah. Until you actually have the conversation where you explain what it means, then, then a lot more people kind of, you know, then they kind of start to get it like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. All right. So let me remind people uh, different ways they can support the show and different uh, other avenues that we support. And then I'll back myself out and you can uh, you can finish your show up however you like. Uh, T.me forward slash Adam versus the man. That's the public telegram channel that we've told you about every single day for quite some time now. Please join it. There's almost 80 something members in it. Uh, sky's the limit. We can have as many as we want. So join that T.me forward slash Adam versus the man telegram public channel. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Adam Burst Demand has different levels. Support the show, one, five, ten, or even fifty dollars a month. So check that out. Support the show. Homefrontbattlebuddies.com is an excellent veterans nonprofit that we are now supporting. So definitely check that show out and know that any donations you send through Homefrontbattlebuddies.com is tax deductible. So that's outstanding. Instagram at the Garden of Freedom is the handle to search everything pictures and videos of everything that's going on with Adam and uh, his fur babies in his life up there in Gardenia. The crypto six.com is a website you can go to, to donate to the guys that were, uh, that were raided at the Bitcoin church up in Keene, New Hampshire. You can write to the guy that's still in cage, Mr. Nobody crypto six.com and go green energy online.com is the best do it yourself website to learn more about solar panels, uh, solar power, micro wind power, zero energy homes, things like that. If you think about doing it yourself, trying to go off grid, GoGreenEnergyOnline.com's website for you. Hope you enjoyed the show, everybody. Have a great day. All right. Yeah, thanks for watching, everybody. That was a, a, a test of my conversational skills. So I'm going to leave you with, I saw Fast and the Furious 9 in the movie theater. Don't go see it. It's a horrible movie. Have a great day and enjoy the rest of your week. <laughs>